the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So on our judgment day, after we pass away, God the Father is going to ask in each and every single one of us why we should be allowed into heaven. And we're going to come up with many answers. We'll say to God the Father, we'll say, I went to Mass every week. And he'll say, that's the wrong answer. And you'll say, well, I prayed the rosary every day. And he'll say, good, but that's the wrong answer. Well, I helped the poor. And he'll say, wonderful, but that's the wrong answer. And we're going to think of reasons as to why God the Father should let us into heaven. And brothers and sisters, there's only one answer as to why God should let us into heaven. And that our only answer is one word, and that word is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only reason that we are allowed to get into heaven. Yes, everything that we do, all the good things, the mass, the rosaries, helping the poor, trying to avoid sin, all very good things. But the one answer to prep ourselves when we see God face to face as to why we should get into heaven, the one answer, Jesus. And then God is going to say something else to us after we say Jesus. He's going to say, he's going to respond, well, prove it. If we're saying he's the reason you should let me into heaven, God the Father is going to say, prove it. Let's look at how we lived our lives. Is he the reason why we avoided certain sins and tried to give our lives to him? And we prove that we should be allowed into heaven by how we lived our lives here on earth and practice what Jesus said we had to do and enter the king, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. God tells us, Jesus tells us throughout the Gospels, how, how it is we should act. What the commandments are. But Jesus says something very beautiful today. Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So when we see God the Father face to face, and we say Jesus is the reason that we should, you should let me into heaven, he's going to say, prove it. He's going to say, were you a little child on earth? Or were you all grown up? And we struggle with that, right? We struggle with being childlike. This world does not promote a childlike simplicity. And there's a difference between being childlike and being childish. Two very separate things. People who are childish are immature. They demand their way, have little or no self-control, can only see things from their own selfish or overly defensive perspective. People who are childish lack judgment, that rational judgment. And so Jesus is not calling us to be childish. He's calling us to be childlike. There's a big difference there. And I wanted to take a look at just two signs of someone who is childlike. If we need to be childlike in this world here on earth in order to get to heaven... What does that look like? And that, there's many ways what that, look, what that can look like. But of course, I'm only going to talk about two today. And what it looks like, again, we will look at what it looks like to be like a little child here on earth to be able to see God in heaven. Sign number one of someone who is childlike versus uh, someone who, sign number one of someone who is childlike is they fear less. The weird fearless makes it seem as if like I'm going out into battle, I'm fearless, nothing can stop me. I say fear less, right? Less fear in our lives. Naturally, right? Naturally, children have a lot of fear, but that fear diminishes as soon as they see their father or mother, their parent that's there to grab them when they're about to jump from a bed or to jump into the pool and they're right there. That child fears less knowing that their mother or father, there to protect them, to guide them, to give them direction, to catch them. And we all have fear, yes, of course. But children fear less. Less fear in their lives. 
when mom and dad are around. And even Jesus feared, right? Jesus, we're told in the Bible that as soon as he approaches the cross, Jesus endured fear. He sweat blood. Why did he sweat blood? Is because he had fear. But that fear did not paralyze him. Why? He knew he was in his father's hands. He knew that his father had him. He's reading about some of the saints who were fearless, that had fear but feared less because they knew they were in God's hands. One girl by the name of St. Joan of Arc was a 17-year-old girl who during the Hundred Years' War led French troops against England and recaptured the cities of Orleans and Troyes from England. So imagine this, a 17-year-old girl. God is calling her and saying, rage war. Go recapture these other two places for France. 17-year-old girl. And of course, naturally, that 17-year-old girl is going to have a lot of fear in her life. So she's told, go and lead armies. Go and talk to this person and go and talk to that person and make this happen. The 17-year-old girl. And she did it. She said in one of her writings, she said, I was always a child before God, even when I was leading armies and mixing with the greatest and most powerful people in the world. I never thought like an adult. That is why adults like to see me and listen to me. They saw in me an invincible strength, which is nothing other than the trust of a child in his father. And an invincible strength within a 17-year-old girl. Think about that. That could sound like a, a fairy tale. That could sound like something we would just watch in the Marvel series. Or this is a saint. This was a human being. Someone sitting in this church right now. Hundreds of years ago. She had fear naturally, but she feared less to what it was that God was asking her. People saw this invincible strength from this teenager who raged war on the English. But she knew that she was a little child being led by God who was her father. So if we say God is our father, we should have less fear in our lives, myself included. And God may not be asking us to go out into war and doing this and doing that and doing these crazy extravagant things that are going to make history books. But God is asking each and every one of us right here, right now, to do something difficult, even though we are experiencing fear. Each of us. Every single one of us. And if fear paralyzes us, we can't change the world. Imagine if there was less fear amongst Catholics and Christians who say, God, you're my father. I want to get to heaven because of Jesus Christ. If there was less fear, we can change this world. Imagine the powerful things that God wants to do in this world. But he can't because we're paralyzed with fear. Because we're paralyzed with fear. And brothers and sisters, I have fear in my life too. I often am faced with difficult situations. And three weeks ago, I had to give a very, very difficult homily about this upcoming proposal, Proposal 3. And I talked about it, but I didn't want to. That whole week that God was asking me to talk about this upcoming proposal, and as I talked about it, I talked about how this proposal, for those who've heard it, that this proposal can be very, very dangerous for upcoming generations. And I talked about how it affects women and children in the womb and out of the womb, our state. And I talked about by not doing anything, we're saying yes to the proposal. I didn't want to say any of that. I told God 10 times that week, I want to preach about something differently. I know you guys think we come up here and we're confident and this and that. We're human too. 
Ten times I told God I did not want to preach this homily. And ten different times he showed me throughout the week, I'm inviting you, please. This is what I'm calling you to do. This is what I'm calling you to do. And I started to work on it earlier in the week. And like Monday, Tuesday, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. And then Wednesday and Thursday, and yeah, I started working on it a little more. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Friday comes. Friday comes, and I'm at a restaurant in, in Troy with Father Patrick, and we're sitting, and one of our friends was here from, priest friend was here from out of state, and we took him out to lunch, and I'm sitting in this random restaurant in Troy. And I saw two guys come to our table that are parishioners when I was at St. Thomas, and they walk by, and they're like, hey, Father Patrick, hey, Father Brian, good to see you guys. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, our friend is here from Cleveland. You know, we're just having lunch. What are you guys doing here? And they were like, we're here to discuss Proposal 3 and how we're going to overcome it. And they handed me three cards, and the three cards that they handed me, these little business-sized cards, were the three things God was asking me to talk about in my homily. And I knew that was a confirmation from God. And I knew that God wanted me to do it, even though I was experiencing this tremendous amount of fear. And brothers and sisters, I thought I was being humble by being quiet, not ruffling any feathers, keeping the peace, but we have been talking about humility in the wrong way. It is true that we are absolute nothingness. That is 100% true. We are, absolutely no- we are absolute nothingness. But we were created in the image of God the Father, saved by Jesus Christ, and given the Holy Spirit at our baptism. And that is a true wonder why we can do amazing things for God. We have forgotten who we are. We're racked with fear. We have forgotten our true dignity. This magnificent reality should drive us to accomplish great things with no fear because we are children of God and he is with us like he was with St. Joan of Arc, like he was with me during my homilies, every single one of them, and he's with each and every one of you. Brothers and sisters, feeling our greatness is different than knowing our greatness. Let us know our greatness as Catholics regardless if we feel fear. That's so very important. And that's what it means, that first sign of what it looks like to be childlike while we're here on earth, because we want to get to heaven, is less fear. Why? Because of him. Because of who our Father is. Because who Jesus is. And because we have the Holy Spirit that, was, that is inside of us from our baptism. We work through that magnificent reality, and we can change the world like little children, even though we experience fear. The second and final sign I'll talk about today of someone who is childlike is someone who gets up repeatedly even though they keep falling. When learning how to walk, little children fall often, but they never accept defeat. They keep trying no matter what. And those of you who have children, nieces and nephews, little brothers and sisters, we see that. We see when kids fall, they get right back up. They fall, they get right back up. They fall, they get right back up. And this is another sign of somebody, as adults, who are here on earth, and we say we want to get to heaven. So to be like little children, we too must keep trying to grow in holiness no matter how many times we fall and feel defeated. If we accept defeat, we're not being childlike, we're being childish. And so to be like little children, again, it means being sorry for our sins, making a firm resolution not to sin again, and never making a pact with sin. We never say, this is how I am, this is my area of weakness, this is how I'm always going to be. 
No, we don't accept that. We don't make a pact with sin. It means not settling for being mediocre or using the excuse, this is just how I am. We practice, 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 and never give in to discouragement, despair, or hopelessness. Because think about it. If a child falls and they just say, I'm not, I'm not getting up, they would never learn how to walk. They would never learn how to walk. Children, yes, are powerless. They depend on their parents to help them walk, and that's what we do. We must accept that we are to put up with ourselves with all the darkness of our weaknesses, brokenness, and sin without getting discouraged. Because that's what a child does. It is recognizing without giving up that some struggles are long-lasting. We will struggle as, a, as children of God here on earth. So even if it means we go to confession over and over and over again for the same sin, we shouldn't get discouraged and give up. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta said, It is not our job to be successful, it's our job to be faithful. And we're faithful by getting up. Because God is our Father, and He never rejects us. He never says, Oh, who, you again? You're here in this line again? You were here last week. Jesus sees a little child in the confessional and says, Thank you for reminding me who I died for. Sinners. Weak, powerless, Sinful children is what we are. So, brothers and sisters, in today's gospel, we are reminded by Jesus, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And two signs of someone who is being like a little child on earth in hopes to get to heaven is someone who fears less because they, because they know that God will never abandon them and someone who gets up repeatedly after a fall. And many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist. What will Jesus find in your soul? What will he find in my soul? Will Jesus find a soul that wants to get to heaven and proves it by being a child of God who has less fear and continues to get up repeatedly after a fall without discouragement? Will Jesus find a soul that says they want to get to heaven but isn't being childlike because they live a life filled with fear, paralyzed by fear, and has stopped trying to get up repeatedly after a fall because of discouragement? So, brothers and sisters, let us take a true self-inventory of what's going on within. Let us not judge ourselves too harshly, but let us make a firm resolution to change our lives, to not be childish, and to be childlike, because it's the childlike who get into the kingdom of heaven. Amen.